All right, we welcome you in. It's Monday, just after 4 o'clock. Time for Win by 2 with Spencer Porter. Hank not able to make it with me today. Another great week of football action, as well as college football. And the NBA is now going. First week of that is underway. Well, the Nuggets are still good. The Jazz, ah, I don't know, I don't know. But uh, it is all right. As always, I mean, football rules the world. We'll start with the world of the NFL. On Thursday, we saw the Bills take care of the Buccaneers. A good bounce back for the Bills. They've had some shaky games, up and down games, and avenged that loss to the Patriots. Josh Allen playing well, getting everyone involved, and the Bills beat the Buccaneers 24-18. This, uh, you know, NFL Week 8, no buys. No one had a buy. 9, 11 a.m. games, at least in Mountain Time, 9, 1 o'clock Eastern games. And the first result was the Cowboys crumbling the Rams 43-20. to Another big-time performance by defensive coordinator Dan Campbell's Cowboy defense. Uh, just taking them in Jerry World for a ride. Another pick six for this Cowboys defense. They put up seven defensive touchdowns already on the year. Lots of interceptions. Micah Parsons is a game wrecker. They don't have Trayvon Diggs, but they've been able to do well without him. And uh, the game was over early. Not much happening for the Rams, and Matthew Stafford banged up. Uh, caught his thumb on, on a Cowboys player's helmet on one of his follow-throughs, and it just looked painful. The injuries are a common theme in this week's just talk of sports as we trickle into the Vikings. Three straight wins, 3-0 without Justin Jefferson as they beat the Packers 24-10. But now they will be without Kirk Cousins for the rest of the season. Kirky ruptures his Achilles. So that is the injury, the news to deflate the win for Minnesota. The Vikings are 4-4. Four four. Three-game win streak, as I mentioned. They have not mentioned who will be that starter next year at QB. Jaron Hall came in as backup for Kirk Cousins, went 3 of 4 for 23 yards, also got sacked and fumbled. Uh, he only got two and a half drives. I mean, well, three drives, but the last drive was him kneeling the clock out, victory formation. Are the Vikings going to ride with Jaron Hall? Trade for another quarterback? I mean, do you pick up Taylor Heineke from the Falcons? Maybe try to get Jacoby Brissett? I do ride with Jaron Hall. I mean, I, I don't have the right answer. It's a it's a tough situation. But you'd think Justin Jefferson, he, he's on the IR, so next week he'll be out as well. But after that, he can come back. And now that they're you know, competing for a wild card, they're in second place, just sitting behind uh, the Lions in their division. So they, they got to get going. They got to keep riding this win streak. Jordan Addison has played well. Now they'll have Justin Jefferson back. I think Jaron Hall uh, can can help him out enough. Uh, the Vikings got a really weak schedule for the next month at the Falcons, home with the Saints, at the Broncos, home with the Bears, at the Raiders, and then they play the Bengals, Lions, Packers, Lions. So you know those that last month will be tough, but this next month, all winnable games, and it, we'll just have to see if Jaron Hall can. Can ride him. At least that's what I'm going with. Got to assume you got to go with him. I mean, you drafted him for a reason. But also, I, I could see the Vikings pick up a, a QB, pick up a savvy vet uh, to lead them uh, in their 
next game uh, versus Atlanta. And speaking of the Falcons, they lost yesterday to the Tennessee Titans 28-23. to Desmond Ritter versus Malik Willis starting QBs. Well, blink of an eye, it's Will Levis versus Tyler Heineke as the starters uh, got yanked early and banged up. Malik Willis fumbled, and then they went with Will Levis, the draft pick who did not get taken in the first round, the draft pick who puts mayonnaise in his coffee, and Will Levis, 238 yards passing, four TDs. DeAndre Hopkins had himself a game. And, I mean, Will Levis, you know, why not? Why not get behind center in your first first start, rookie debut, and just go to one of the greatest receivers in the league, even though he's, you know, reaching uh, his expiration date. He's a little old. You know, why not just heave the ball up to DeAndre Hopkins? It seems to work, and it worked yesterday as the Titans beat the Falcons 28-23. The Colts lost last week to the Cleveland Browns 39-38. This time the Colts gave up 38 points and lost to the Saints 38-27. The officials had a lot to do with that loss to the Browns, but this time the Saints just ran all over the Colts. Two rushing touchdowns for Taysom Hill. Is he a tight end? Is he a special teams guy? Is he running back? Is he a QB? Well, all I know is he's, he's in the end zone back-to-back weeks, and yesterday he was in the end zone twice. Two rushing touchdowns for for Taysom Hill, a rushing touchdown for uh, Alvin Kamara, and a reception touchdown for Alvin. And Rashid Shahid caught a big one as well. So uh, nice job by Derek Carr uh, on his pass attempts to get the get the ball rolling, but also nice job by the Saints to honestly not give Derek Carr the ball. He's just a whiner yelling at everyone. Uh, hand the ball off more, and that's what the Colts do. They run all over the the weak Indianapolis defense and win 38-27. The Miami Dolphins are now 6-2. They handled the New England Patriots 31-17. The Patriots struck first, got up 7-0, but you just knew Tyreek Hill was going to get loose eventually. Did not get a touchdown. Had less than, I believe, 56 yards receiving in the first meeting at Foxborough. And yesterday in Miami... Well, Tyree got loose. He's already on pace to get 2,000 yards, and we're not even halfway through the season. He's been a force, and he found himself in the end zone. Tua spread the ball well, had another pick, but the Dolphins are 6-2 and two and beat the Patriots 31-17. The Jets and the Giants, the battle for New Jersey in MetLife, 24 punts. 13 punts for the Giants, 11 punts for the Jets. And if we thought it was ending there, we had to go into overtime. Greg Zerline nails a field goal as regulation ends. So 10 to 10, we go into OT. And Zerline connects again for the Jets to win 13 to 10 in overtime. Zach Wilson, and once again, does just enough. This Jets defense, man, are they a full deck. They are pesky. They're hard to deal with. Tyrod Taylor went down early with an injury. So the Giants bring in their backup. Not even sure if he's a real person. And the Giants throw on the day. Four quarters and a little bit more for overtime. The Giants have negative 11 passing yards and really just threw in the towel. Basically played with 10 guys on offense. Just hand the ball off to Saquon every play. Saquon Barkley, 36 carries. Three receptions. Got over 100 yards rushing as he should with that many touches. But, man, Saquon Barkley might as well be 
you know, on a hospital bed today, getting beat up every play. Uh, Shadur Sanders for Colorado got beat up by UCLA on Saturday. Those two just taking a beating. Uh, man, Saquon, 39 touches in the game. He did get a receiving touchdown. Uh, but, I mean, just my goodness. What a crazy game. And the Jets, the Jets are 2-0 in overtime and have a winning record. So there's all these storylines. Is Aaron Rodgers going to come back early? Can he somehow, you know, recover from a ruptured Achilles in the shortest amount of time ever recorded? I mean, someone's probably done it, but it seems like a, you know, eight-month injury. He's trying to cut it in half. You know, it doesn't usually work like that. This is real life, but it also seems promising, like he can pull this off. We'll have to continue to track that. But the Jets squeak it out again. I mean, they just beat the Eagles. And now they beat the Giants. So they beat, you know, maybe the best team in the NFL and then, you know, the worst team. Uh, it, it is, it's a, I don't know. I might as well just put the the Packers, Steelers, and Giants offenses in a hat and just close my eyes and pick one. And we'll deem that the worst offense in the NFL. You know, those three teams just have not moved the ball whatsoever. The Jaguars, though, they moved the ball enough in the rainy weather on still one on the road from the Steelers 20 to 10. More field goals for Brock McManus. Another touchdown for Travis Etienne. The recipe for the Jaguars is simple. Josh Allen. Yeah, there's two Josh Allens of the league. Josh Allen on the defensive side of the ball. A member of the Jaguars team. Two sacks for him. He continues to just charge forward with that defense and lead them. And the Steelers got banged up. Kenny Pickett took a few shots. Minka Fitzpatrick left, left early with a hamstring injury. The Jacksonville Jaguars are 6-2. and two. They're staying hot. Doug Peterson, let's remember, I mean, with Nick Foles after Carson Wentz went down, won a ring with the Eagles. He knows what he's doing, and they are right where they want to be. The only problem with the, with the Jaguars is beating the Chiefs. The Jaguars pretty much have beaten everyone in the last, you know, all of this season and last season except the Chiefs. Yeah, they had a, a bad, uh, you know, four quarters against Houston, uh, but – yeah, they'll get him back uh, the next time they play him. But, I mean, they it's smooth sailing. Trevor Lawrence does just enough. And the ja the Jaguars put points on the board. They have turned the ball over a little bit, though. I mean, three turnovers yesterday. Uh, a few fumbles uh, in the rainy weather. Bad interception by Trevor Lawrence. They had a few turnovers as well against the Saints on Thursday Night Football. Uh, but I think they they can figure those things out. Exciting storyline. I mean, we'll, we'll have to sleep on it this week, but wait in two weeks. Jaguars, 49ers both on the bye week starting now. Uh, so week nine, they got the bye. Week 10, though, Jaguars versus 49ers. That will be an exciting game. More on the 49ers in just a bit. But we got to focus on the best team in the NFC, the Eagles. Beat the Commanders. Boy, has Washington played them tough twice. The first time the Commanders took Philly to OT, but the Eagles still pulled off the win from a Jake Elliott field goal. And this time, the Eagles, a little bit of a comeback, uh, but take care of the Commanders winning 38-31. High scoring, Jalen Hurts, four touchdown passes. And A.J. Brown, once again, over 125 yards receiving another touchdown. He's been amazing. He, he's got to be the best receiver in the league right now, just stats-wise, consistency-wise. Uh, it. 
it's so hard to play this game of would you rather have A.J. Brown on your team as your number one or Tyree Kill or Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase or Devonta Adams. And, I mean, we nitpick too much in, in sports and, you know, with our fingers on Twitter. The answer to the question is yes. I'll, I'll take any of the five to be my number one. Uh, but right now he might be the, the front runner. Set an NFL record six straight games, over 125 yards receiving TDs all day for A.J. Brown. The Eagles win that one 38-31. Uh, why they had to come back, though, Kenneth Gainwell fumbles. And, boy, Philly Nation is out to get Kenneth Gainwell. We saw this years ago with Nelson Aguilar. I mean, Philly will let you hear it. Some Philly fans saying they want get gone with Gainwell. Let's trade for Derrick Henry. And then we'll have Swift and Henry in the backfield. And, I mean, they might be able to pull it off. I, I don't see it happening, but the NFL trade deadline has uh, it will is upon us. Things will expire tonight. Uh, the deadline, uh, but the Eagles win 38-31. The tush push at the goal line resulted in a fumble. And the Eagles are human. That play, you know, fell apart a bit. Uh, but you know, we nitpick the Eagles. You know, struggles or turnovers. Oh, but once again, they still win. 38-31. Now, to highlight Carolina beating the Texans 15-13. to The Panthers got their first win of the season. And that's that's really about it. I mean, we're going to just talk about other games. Carolina-Houston was the did-not-watch of the week because uh, there's bigger and better things uh, to view. One of those being... You know, a game that actually, more meaning than you'd think, Seattle beats the Browns. Seattle beats Cleveland 24-20. The Seahawks lead the NFC West with a 5-2 and record. And Seattle is a solid team. Geno Smith has been old and reliable. Most improved player in the NFL last year. Pete Carroll's a great coach. You can just tell his players love him. And Cleveland's been so interesting. Deshaun Watson just hasn't played. He's been... It's kind of just been a secret off the field or with his injuries, what's going on. They've gone with P.J. Walker. Uh, the Browns are now 4-3. and three. They had a chance to go 5-2. and two. Uh, But Seattle gets another nice win. And, you know, they're, they're making plays happen. And, I mean, count, count the Seahawks in, scribble it in now. Looks like they'll either win the division or be a wild card. Uh, a talented team they are. Now we got a trick land. I mean, come on now. Big, big, big time here. The Broncos beat the Chiefs 24-9. Our tough win of the weekend. No touchdowns for the Chiefs. They just look like a mess. Patrick Mahomes a little bit under the weather. Still played. And just not, not much synergy going on. No one seemed to be on the same page uh, as the Chiefs tried to mount this comeback. The Broncos defense played, I would have to say, their best game of the year. And Russ managed the game well. And, and, I mean, that fourth quarter wasn't even close. The Chiefs' second drive of the second half uh, was in the fourth quarter. They touched the ball once in the third. It was an odd game. It was chilly. The cold came early in Denver. Uh, but the Broncos have now won two straight. Well, really interesting. Uh, maybe the Broncos can make some noise if they can keep this going. You know, wild card. I, I mean, you'd assume the Chiefs win that division, but wild cards are up for grabs right now. There's so much time left. You know, half the teams in the NFL haven't even reached their bye week. So much more to happen. Um, 
But good for the Broncos. Our tough win of the weekend here on win by two. The Broncos take care of the Chiefs 24-9. The Ravens just continue to cruise there 6-2. and two. They beat the other another bird in the NFL. The Cardinals 31-24 in Arizona. And Gus Edwards, Gus Bus, three touchdowns on the ground. Another score for Mark Andrews. A nice game managed by Lamar Jackson. Justin Tucker missed a 53-yard field goal off the left upright. So, I mean, if you want to nitpick the Ravens, they're having woes from their, you know, maybe the greatest kicker ever uh, from deep. Hasn't really been hitting those 50-yarders this year. Uh, but if that's one of your biggest problems, uh, that means you're 6-2, and two, or a.k.a. the Baltimore Ravens, who are competing with the Chiefs and the Dolphins and the Jaguars to be the best team in the AFC, uh, fighting for that one seed. Uh, but the Ravens, I mean, head on a swivel. That division is tough and speak of the lurking Bengals. The Bengals are back. The Bengals are back. I'm high on them. I'm telling you, Bengals, Eagles, Super Bowl. I said that from week one. Cincinnati beats San Francisco 31-17 in the Bay, and San Fran has now lost three straight. They need Debo Samuel back. They need Trent Williams, the best left tackle in the league. Uh, and, you know, Brock Purdy throwing a few more interceptions. Uh, it's been proven Christian McCaffrey's going to score every game. I don't know if anywhere has a just like a one-touchdown prop for Christian McCaffrey, but if they do, it just he's going to score every game. He's been phenomenal. But Jamar Chase, another big game for Jamar and Joe Mixon, starting to get it going on the ground. Both of those guys found the end zone. And just when, you know, the Niners were down by 14, got it within seven, well, the Bengals go back down the field and then go back up 14 once again. So Joe Burrow's looking looking great. The Bengals come off a bye and play some solid football and beat the Niners 31-17. Now the Niners are in shambles, lots of questions. You don't really want to enter, enter the bye on a three-game losing streak but I mean the positive note week nine of the NFL this coming week the 49ers will not lose uh, but like I said they're playing the Jaguars uh, in their next game in whatever the math is 13 days uh, that's going to be an exciting game and I, I would think Debo Samuel and Trent Williams will be able to play in those games they have 13 days to to heal up to continue to rest up and, and prepare Sunday night featured the Chargers taking care of the Bears 30-13. to Two picks for Bajant, and the Bears are just searching for someone uh, to be reliable at QB. But it's tough. The Bears' offensive line a little banged up. And, I mean, there's only so much you can do. DJ Moore, yeah. Cole Komet, yeah. But it's just it's tough, especially when Austin Eckler has gotten things going again. Eckler led the Chargers in rushing and receiving. And the Chargers never been able to put a team away, but they finally get themselves a big win, beating the Bears 30-13. And to wrap up the NFL, before we talk about some NBA, tonight, just around the corner, Las Vegas at Detroit. I'm telling you right now, Detroit is going to crumble. And not the best word. They're going to crush. Crush the Raiders. Uh, this is going to be a double-digit victory for the Lions. Detroit got embarrassed last week by Baltimore. And a good team, and I think the Lions are a good team. When a good team gets embarrassed, they come back the next day firing from all cylinders. And 
at Ford Field. Detroit is going to be a fun atmosphere tonight in the Dome. And I think the Lions are going to take care of business. And Jared Goff uh, will have a better first half. There will be no hole digging this time for Detroit. They'll come out on top and and take care of Las Vegas. Uh, that's my prediction. But I thought the 49ers were going to win last week on Monday, and we all saw what happened there. They're still on a losing streak. Now into the NBA. We're just through the first week. Uh, the obvious is there. The Denver Nuggets are still really good. They're 3-0, and and I I don't know if anyone can beat them. If they stay healthy, if they got Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray, and Nikola Jokic on the court, oh, my gosh, they're amazing. And Michael Porter Jr. is huge. And when your third-best defender you know, has to guard him, you're in trouble. It, it's what we're going to start to see with the Bengals. You got to have your best guy, or your, or your two and three double team Jamar Chase, and then your number one guard T Higgins, and then Tyler Borger number three. That's a crazy one, two, three punch, and the Nuggets are so deep, and huge, and no one realized Contavious Caldwell Pope. He's got those, you know, Elastigirl arms. Gets his hands on everything, and it every every time I seem to watch the Nuggets or when the Nuggets are in prime time. Contavious Caldwell Pope uh, is also a knockdown shooter, 3 and D. And so the Nuggets have been amazing. And it's been interesting to see, you know, the Tells all this time. The Suns eventually will play their big three together, but not yet. Because Bradley Bill's sitting out, a little banged up. Uh, you know, Booker, a little banged up, going to chill. Uh, KD right now is the one playing, but then maybe KD will tweak something. I sure hope he doesn't. Maybe he'll tweak something. Then, you know, Booker will run the show for a little bit. But at some point, you know, when it matters, when we reach the playoffs, I, I'd hope that the Suns have all three of their guys, you know, the big three, the ones that are getting paid all the all the money on the court at the same time. Uh, but it hasn't happened yet. It will. It will be a storyline at some point. I want to see Bradley Bill hoop for the Suns. And he's finally on a good team. It's been, you know, a while since uh, Bradley Bill's been in the playoffs. The the exciting thing to watch, though, especially, you know, with Dame Lillard's special place in, in our hearts here at Win by Two, uh, the stud from Oakland, California, and the dog from Weber State University in Ogden, Utah. Dame had an amazing debut for the Bucks, But then yesterday, the Bucks lose to the Hawks, and, and Damian Lillard just has... You know, one of his worst games, six points, no free throws. And he went 18 of 18 from free throws in his debut with the Bucks. So an awkward game, but uh, the Bucks are, are solid. And I I don't, I, I think I'm taking the Bucks over the Celtics, uh, you know, throughout the season. But I will say that Christoph Porzingis has already dropped 30 uh, in his short time with the Celtics. If Porzingis is dropping 30, I, the Celtics are going to be, I mean, you could argue they'll be unbeatable. Some would say Christoph Porzingis is the fourth best player on that team. If he's dropping 30, well, that allows you know, Tatum and Brown and Drew Holiday to do so much more uh, if you know, their newcomer, uh, their, their sidekick, 
is going off for 30 plus uh, shooting threes and you know doing what the unicorn is able to do uh, so that will be interesting to see if Porzingis can hold up if he can be healthy that's really just the name of the game especially in the NBA such a long season uh, but we'll have to see no really no need to overreact much in the NBA I mean we just started it all uh, but it's obvious that the, the Nuggets are fabulous and Mike Malone uh you know, as their head coach is going to keep them with their heads on a swivel and, you know, keeping that grudge uh, just to set up the Nuggets to be able to go back to back. But always huge injuries in the NBA, sadly, that affect the playoff tree and great teams' future. So we'll have to see how that all plays in to week by week, month by month. I mean, we're in October. Uh, the season ends in April. So, I mean, so much time to go. But as we finish off uh, this short episode here today, we'll be back next week, next Monday, 4 o'clock. But thanks for being with us here. We're here at Utah Tech University campus, uh, also broadcasting live on the radio, 91.3 The Blaze. Shout out to our radio listeners, and this will be broadcasted in podcast format wherever you get your podcasts uh, through Utah Tech Radio. Um, finishing off here, though, our tough loss of the week. Tough win was for the Denver Broncos, the tough loss of the week. The Utah Utes got embarrassed, man. It was sad. Oregon handles Utah in Salt Lake City, Ricycle Stadium, 35-6. to Everything Oregon did worked. It seemed like Oregon had a wide-open guy every time, whether it was Troy Franklin, Bucky Irving. Bonix found everyone. A huge win for Oregon, dominant win. Uh, they, they're a top-10 team. Are they a top-5 team? I mean... They are big time, and this is what was one of their toughest games from the you know start of the season. Start of the season's you know Ducks Nation looks at okay well, at Washington that's going to be tough, at Utah that's going to be tough, and they lost by a possession on the road to Washington, uh, but on the road in Salt Lake they crushed them. We got a huge win. Dan Lanny getting his guys going, showing uh, to the nation that they're a big time team. It was fun, though, that College Game Day was able to visit Salt Lake City. Pat McAfee, you know, had the whole experience, being Coach Whittingham, uh, getting you know, Salt Lake City going to the Jazz game where they beat the L.A. Clippers. So overall, I think some more great coverage, though, for the state of Utah and Salt Lake City, uh, just to get some more love and respect from, you know, the rest of the country. I don't think much happens here in this great state, uh, but it sure does. You know, whether it's, you know, nature or the things people do and these sports teams do. Uh, but... You know, when it was all said and done, Utah was not close uh, as the Utes lose 35-6. to uh, A rough day for the Utes offense. Also, a rough Saturday for the BYU offense. Not much going, uh, but Texas is, is oh so good. And the Oklahoma Sooners fell, so the Big 12, no undefeateds. The Big 10, well, you still got the juggernauts in Ohio State and Michigan and the Pac-12. And there was one, UW, for the moment, undefeated. They've, you know, staved off Oregon and had a scare against Arizona State but took care of the Sun Devils as well. So credit where credit's due, Washington is super talented. I think they're a top-four team in the nation as they are still undefeated. And those Georgia Bulldogs, I tell you what, it's, you know, it's been so long since they've lost a game. I think they I think they deserve to be number one 
you know, previous years shouldn't really play a big role in rankings, but I think the trump card, the exception, is when you've had back-to-back undefeated seasons and you're still undefeated uh, going for, you know, the three-peat, the trifecta of undefeated seasons. So with a resume like that of perfection, yeah, they, yeah, they should be able to, to still say and be uh, ranked number one in the nation, even though, you know, Michigan might beat them any given day uh, this year with how the Wolverines are. Uh, but if we just wait ever so patiently, that actually might be given to us. That matchup could be possible. And, I mean, if Michigan could just beat TCU last year, well, we all we would have already had that opportunity. But maybe this is the year we get Wolverines versus Bulldogs uh, in the college football playoff. But there is a while to go. Michigan still has to take care of Ohio State and, and the Big Ten and, and Georgia as well. Uh, Got to take care of some other pesky opponents, even though they've they've had an easier schedule this year than last year. But that is why it is also fun. Is why we speculate and think we know everything, and then oh wait, the Chiefs lose to the Broncos last week. The Patriots beat the Bills, and then we we think, well, maybe we could have you know, maybe it's Oklahoma's year. Maybe they're back. Well, Kansas says otherwise. Oh, maybe North Carolina's a ACC uh, uh, contender. Well, Virginia and then Georgia Tech, that was a tough one-two punch. Now North Carolina's not even ranked and on a two-game losing streak. So it's just craziness. You look amazing one week, and then the next, uh, it's just it's just shambles. Uh, but that's the wild road of the Power Five in college football and the National Football League. Uh, but that is all we have in store this episode. We'll be back next Monday. At 4 o'clock, find this on Utah Tech Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. Now back to the music on 91.3 The Blaze.